Hi, I'm Maha Bulanain, and you're listening to Savvy Talk. Welcome to our special Ramadan series brought to you by Do Business called Inspiring Growth, where we're celebrating entrepreneurs and innovators who share their personal stories to help others learn valuable lessons. Joining us today is Amr Mahedi, the founder and chief technical officer at Let's Work. Let's Work is an app that helps you find the co-working space all in one place that's right for you. In this episode, we learn more about the evolution of the co-working space in Dubai, how he built this app, and the difficulties he faced during COVID lockdown and how they bounced back. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode in my conversation with Let's Work founder, Amr Mahedi. Hello, Amar, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Growth. I'm so delighted to have you on the show today. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Ramadan Kareem. Ramadan Kareem to you too. How has your Ramadan been so far? Yeah, good. I mean, it's always hard. I think the, the hardest thing is uh, the coffee, I guess. Um, but alhamdulillah, we're pushing through. You're pushing through. Let's talk about your journey and your business, Let's Work. How did Let's Work come about? Uh, I mean, we had a bit of an interesting start, to be honest. We, um, my co-founder Hamza and I, we actually joined the Amara's Entrepreneurs in Residence. And uh, with that, we had to basically find uh, like a startup idea or some sort of um, service that we can come up with that will end up either, you know, helping AMR's core competencies. Obviously, AMR looks at uh, real estate, um, hospitality, entertainment, and, and commercial leasing. So we thought of, you know, how can we tackle the, you know, uh, innovate in the space of uh, uh, commercial leasing and hospitality? So that's kind of how the idea of Let's Work came up, uh, where we said, you know, there's all these underutilized spaces in, in, um, in F&B uh, outlets or hotels that are not being utilized to their full potential. And then you have this whole other side with freelancers and startups that are just up and coming in the UAE that don't actually have an office that they can, you know, call their home, let's say. Um, so we brought the two together and, and we connected it with a simple tech platform. Um, this was back in 2018 when we did our first beta version. Uh, and essentially, Let's Work ended up becoming, you know, a platform that connects users to on-demand workspaces. It's amazing. And I, I went through your website and saw you have a wide range of outlets that people can choose from to work from. In one sentence, what problem does Let's Work fix? So I think Let's Work gets you the most productive workspace. Um, and I think what I mean by that is it's it's really hard to you know pinpoint especially if you're remote working it's really hard to figure out okay where am i going to work from today um usually if you go to like the typical coffee brands sometimes it's not the best experience what we do is we you know we partner with co-working spaces hotels and cafes uh, to ensure that you have the most productive day growing a business is not easy you were entrepreneurs in residence you came up with a concept and then you develop this platform. How did you get customers? And how did you actually take this idea of an app into a full-time business? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we um, when we first launched, we actually adopted like a bootstrapping um, strategy in place. So we, we found the first 20 customers just by people sitting next to us. So um, the idea was actually born out of uh, the Rove Hotels, specifically the Rove Downtown. So uh, Hamza and I would actually work from there and uh, to get out of the uh, the office, to be honest, because um, I rather work in like a more casual uh, environment. That's kind of where yeah. more ideas come out, I think. 
Um, and we had about 20 people sitting on that table doing the exactly, exactly the same, same thing. thing. So then we pitched to them. We said, you know, why don't you guys pay a membership fee? And then out of that, you can get, um, you know, free tea, uh, coffee and water, uh, 20% discount of food. Um, and then you can have this place to, to call your office. So we pitched that to 20 people. Um, and that was enough for us to at least, you know, have a proof of concept and say, you know what, we can actually take this forward. And uh, funnily enough, one of the uh, one of those members actually helped us develop our first uh, platform, which was just a simple web-based uh, platform. After that, it's it's just more on um, uh, what's it called, word of mouth. It's just you know those first twenty can they convince five other people to to bring uh, another member uh, into the let's work. Um, Let's work space. So you had to do two things. One is you had to get customers early. You got those initial 20 and then they brought other people. But then you also had a B2B uh, effort that you had to make to get all these businesses to allow you to bring all these people into their their cafes, right? Yeah. Um, the businesses part wasn't as easy. Um, obviously, starting out, I think with any marketplace, right, you deal with supply and demand. Um, and the issue with our kind of... Um, supplies it's not like conventional workspaces so just them to buy into the idea when you don't even have a brand uh, or that like trustworthy um, name it was really hard however um, what i found was when we were starting out the fnb market is super saturated here and that's kind of why we started with hotels and cafes first um, there's so many of them there was only a handful of co-working spaces. So how did you actually do that? Like, how did you convince these businesses without a brand, without a reputation? You weren't really an official, you didn't have like a whole, you know, you didn't have a formal setup in their eyes, probably. How did you convince them? A couple of things that we did. Number one, we, we kind of spotted, uh, I think uh, on Google Maps, you can kind of see trends of spaces. So you can see when they're really quiet. So Hamza and I would actually go visit the space uh, when it's quiet and pitch the idea to um, to either the manager or like the one of the waiters to basically uh, like up, upsell. And this was early days. Um, and to them, it was really cool because we gave them the full flexibility to basically uh, list, delist, uh, turn off their space during certain hours if they have events. So to them, it was just um, like an additional uh, additional revenue and additional footfalls and and like back then we were completely free to list um so we, we just had like a open door policy which uh, allowed them to at least buy into the idea and then there was a whole other challenge of bringing people to the door it's so smart though because they have capacity and you basically are filling their capacity so that they're not sitting idle and empty and the fact that you gave them flexibility to turn it off if they have high peak hours where they want other customers you had that flexibility to do that how did COVID change your business and 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 in your business model in general? So we were at a really good place, I'd say Jan Feb 2020, to really scale, and uh, even our numbers started like doubling and tripling. And we started even seeing some corporate users. So some of the big four consultants, we'd see them buying memberships on an individual capacity. Um, we knew something was up because we didn't even like double our marketing or anything. Then slowly you can hear from different people, oh, this thing is happening, you know, it looks like we're gonna lock down like the rest of the world. And uh, then obviously we reached, I think the most visits ever with like the least amount of marketing on that week. Cause everyone was uh, like, all, all companies were saying, don't come back to the office. But then no one knew what was going on as well. COVID happened, we had to shut everything down, which was obviously tragic, but um, it allowed us to, you know, rethink. So we had like, let's say one week worth of 
people really like uh, you know enjoying and taking uh, remote working to the next level what can we do how can we make ourselves ready um and we came up with some pretty cool concepts uh with our partners i think uh, just to, to list one we worked with the uh, rove hotels and we told them you know once this lockdown eases up people do want to get out of their homes but they still want to feel safe in a private area um hotel occupancies obviously were low because no one was traveling uh, to the country so we told them we said remove the beds uh, out of a couple of empty rooms and we'll sell them on our platform as private offices um, until today these are still pretty uh, pretty popular with our uh, members right now wow that's incredible how do you think the the environment and how we work kind of affects our productivity and our performance and our overall happiness at work it affects it very much right you you can't um you can't do your best work in a like a white light no windows type of office and i think that's what we're trying to really pitch uh, to let's work uh, to our let's work members and to anyone who's trying to remote work just to clarify we're not saying you know no to the office but we're saying you know yes to the uh, work life balance so just now i came from a, a new co-working space that actually opened up here called uh, the bureau it's a beautiful space and I sat down with my head of product and it was going to be like a tough day of basically um, making some some decisions on on what we're going to be working on going forward. But the space actually does help you to, you know, really like feel like, OK, you know, it's not the end of the world if we say no to a couple of things. But, uh, you know, let's focus. And I, I really think it does come down to the space that you sat and working in. I actually visited that space. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. It's very really, really nice. The, the, the design, the decor, it inspires creativity and, and discussion. And I really love it. So I want to take you to this next session called do's and don'ts. It's a new thing that we're trying. And it's basically, I'll just give you like rapid fire questions where I give you a topic and you have to say the do's and don'ts about that topic. So do's and don'ts about leadership. Don't micromanage and delegate. Do's and don'ts about co-working spaces. Don't open a space without free parking. <laughs> um, always have natural light. Marketing, do's and don'ts. Don't let your CTO, aka me, deal with marketing. <laughs> um, give it to someone who has years of experience. Okay, customer management. Uh, do it yourself uh, until you understand what your customer wants. Don't outsource it to someone who doesn't understand your brand. Do's and don'ts, last one, business relationships. Do them with reason. Uh, what I mean by that is like actually foster them and see what you want to get out of them. Uh, don't attend every single event and think everyone's your friend. That's a good one. That's such good advice. At what point did you consider your business a success? That like, you know what? I think we have something here. I think the, there's the different milestones that we celebrate. Um, I think the first one was when... Um, Someone told me this a long time ago. They said, if you're making money while you're sleeping, it's a good thing, uh, which kind of means that you, you've built the start of a flywheel. Um, so I think that's like one success that, uh, and, and we did that when it was just me, Hamza, and an intern. Um, so we're, we're super proud of that. Um, I think a, to me, like when I felt, when I still feel like we've done a good job, I, I don't think we've like completed our journey yet, but is when I meet um, our members and they tell me like, oh my God, you saved my life. You know, I, I was I was renting out this office and now I save money. Or they tell me like, now I can pick up my, uh, my kid from school as opposed to just, uh, you know, working from uh, an office far away. Uh, so these like them actually speaking to us is, is a huge, huge uh, part of um, 
you know, why we do this. And then secondly, it, it helps us, you know, think that we're not just doing this just to build a business, but instead we're, we're actually helping people. You're changing their lives because you're giving them more flexibility. Last question for you, you know, what do you, what do you see as the future of work in either co-working environments or in general, like the workplace market? What, how do you see the future of work? I think it's there's there's two phases to it. I think we've we've uh, reached the first phase where we've understood that you know physical presence is definitely needed with with any job. I think just sitting and collaborating with people is super important. But I think we've we've uh, learned to to trust uh, and and allow people to you know go where they want, live their life, and and but still commit to the work that they want to do. Um, and I think that's kind of uh, created like a tangent, which is, uh, I call it phase two, where now I know everyone's the top of mind, you know, AI is kind of like the, the hot topic of, uh, of, let's say, this quarter. Um, but I truly do believe that now our time will be spent a lot, um, a lot better and more efficient um, because all of these mundane tasks that we used to do will probably be taken care of now and will allow us to A, innovate and B, actually, you know, is eight hours a day uh, like the right time, the right amount of work, or can we switch that later on? So I think phase two, we, we've still yet to see. Um, and I think that's that's one thing that we can learn from freelancers and, uh, you know, people that just literally work for themselves. They manage their time based on what they want to do in their lives. Um, so, you know, you, you, you're, you're kind of looking at them as like, oh, I'd love to live that kind of lifestyle, but I don't see why we can't do that with normal like day-to-day -day work. I love it, Amr. I'm, I'm very excited about the future of work and the efficiency that AI will bring us, allowing us for more creativity, but also giving us time to actually be more productive. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our Ramadan series brought to you by Do Business. We'll have a new episode out in just a few days. So follow us on your podcast app so you get the alert when it drops. Do 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 do